When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, tech fans, and welcome in to a special Tech Sideline podcast. I'm your host, Evan Hughes. I'll be joined in just a minute by Tech Sideline founder Will Stewart as the two of us sat down with our first guest on a Tech Sideline podcast this year. Head coach of Virginia Tech Wrestling, Tony Roby, joined us to talk about the upcoming season for Virginia Tech Wrestling, some key matches Hokie Nation should come out to, and some wrestlers you should have in the back of your mind as wrestling season draws near. Now, here's my conversation with the head coach, Tony Roby. Coach, how are you doing today? Thanks so much for stopping by. I'm doing great. I appreciate it. I didn't uh, didn't realize I was your first guest, so uh, that's that's a big deal. I appreciate you having me on and uh, excited about uh, to talk some Virginia Tech wrestling. A lot of exciting stuff to talk about. We also have Will Stewart right across the way. He's going to chime in a little bit throughout the interview. But I think that we should start off with some really exciting news uh, that happened the last couple weeks. And on behalf of everyone here at TSL, we want to congratulate you on your contract extension. I know I'm very excited for you, so deserving of it. And we're excited you're going to be in Blacksburg for a couple more years. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, First of all, I want to thank Whit Babcock and and Chris Helms and our athletic administration at Virginia Tech for having the confidence in me to, you know, to offer me a deal where uh, I I know I'm going to be here in Blacksburg for the foreseeable future and, uh, you know, offers me and my family some security. So really excited about that. And and more than anything, just excited and uh, honored to be leading this program. And, and, uh, uh, you know, it's it's. Things are going in the right direction. We've got an incredible staff right now. Uh, recruiting is going tremendously well. So uh, I think the future of the program is bright, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be a fun ride. So what are the details on that, Evan? Uh, through through what year? Uh, clearly, I'm not going to ask about money. You know, but uh, I am curious about the terms. How, how many years are we talking about? Well, it's through the 2022 and 23 season. Yes. And uh, yeah, that's so that's four years down the road. Yes, and there's a one-year option at the end of it. So I, I, I if I'm memory uh, serves me correctly, I was I had a four-year contract last year when when I signed on as the head coach, and then one year expired, and they extended it by two years. So um, I think it goes through the 2023 season. And that's a big help with recruiting when you can go out and recruit kids, and they know that you've got a contract and you're going to be here throughout, you know, all of their career. Yeah, I think stability and continuity is really important, and um, I think that's one of the things that we've we've been, you know, for a long time when Coach Dresser was here, I was here with him the entire time for 11 years, so having having that stability and that continuity within our program during that time period, I think allowed us to really climb the ranks of Division One wrestling and, and build a system and build a program and build a, you know, philosophy that was successful. And, you know, that's what I'm trying to, to, to uh, do and, and build here at Virginia Tech now with my current staff. So uh, knowing that uh, you're locked in is, is a good feeling for sure. Talking about year two with your coaching staff, you know, it was such a – I had the pleasure of coming by practice a week ago and seeing your, your, your coaches and how they interact with the players. How has the coaching staff been in uh, year two? 
it's to be honest I couldn't have asked for much more I, I think um, you know when I was hired almost a year and a half ago now uh, there was some uncertainty and for me at that particular time if you would have been if you would have told me I was able to get the two guys in, in those two uh, main spots on my coaching staff and retain Ty Walls and, and allow him to stay stick around in Blacksburg as a volunteer coach but uh, Jared Freyer and Frank Molinaro are as good as it gets in in the coaching world they're both freestyle Olympic wrestlers were one of I believe of three staffs in the entire country that have uh, two Olympians on their staff so uh, yeah it, it really worked out great and I couldn't be happier and as good a coaches and wrestlers uh, that they are they're they're uh, equally as good people and, and family men so they, they really fit in nicely with uh, kind of you know my belief system my philosophies and uh, it, it's uh, it's been a nice transition. So going back, Will, I had the chance to go and sit in on practice uh, about a week ago, and it was match day. And something, Coach, that really stuck out to me that I thought was really neat were, were two things in particular. One is that you guys start off match day with the national anthem. Everybody stops, puts their hand <laughs> over their hearts, does the national anthem. And two, you know, you've got Frank out there, Frank Molinaro, in his U.S. Um, singlet, and he's out there wrestling with the guys. I mean, no pressure as a as a college uh, you know wrestler going up against an Olympian wrestler. That's got to be something so neat for these guys to be able to do in practice. Yeah, I think that's the, one of the things about the sport of wrestling that's pretty unique uh, compared to you know some of the other sports in the athletic department is is our coaches are wrestling with our athletes pretty much on a daily basis and they're competing with them I not me not nearly as much as I get older but uh, the rest of my staff with Frank and, and even Jared Freyer who just turned 40 years old it's, it's pretty incredible what he's able to do on the wrestling mat uh, on a daily basis uh, so it is it's definitely unique and I think it, it's important when you're putting a staff together that you have uh, you have coaches that can get out there and get on the mat wrestling is a very hands-on sport uh, you know there's a lot of feel involved with it it's not just x's and o's there's a lot more to it so uh you know for us to have guys that have uh maturity and aren't young guys and have the experience in, in the coaching world but are also able to get out there on the mat on a daily basis and compete and uh, wrestle with our athletes and uh really I, I think lead by example in terms of showing these guys the level of intensity and the level of work ethic that's required to, to, to be successful, it's it, there's no really better way to learn or there's really no better way to lead than having guys out there doing it themselves. And obviously Ty Walls is competing at an incredibly high level um, right now. He's, you know, he just continues to get better and better and better. And he's traveling the world and competing in competitions all over the place. He's out at Colorado Springs multiple times a year training with the with the best athletes uh wrestlers that there are in the united states and is exposed to some of the best uh, coaches so you know those guys are able to bring in a lot of unique and, and uh different perspectives techniques training philosophies uh, mental approaches that we tr try to incorporate into our uh, into our program so yeah that that's that's a big deal you know we do the national anthem too every every Friday typically when we do match day this time of year and uh, one of the things that we try to do is just try to simulate it as real as possible so these guys go through the process and uh, you know you, when they step out there in Castle Coliseum or wherever it may be when they're competing uh, it's not new to them and I think it helps them you know really calm their nerves and just feel like they've been through it before.
So, which brings up a question for me: Do you have any foreign wrestlers? You're playing. You're playing our national anthem. You know, you look at the soccer teams, and they tend to recruit a lot of foreign kids. How does it work in wrestling? Is it all you know, fairly local kids? How- it's pretty much pretty much domestic. I mean, there have been a few over the years that have uh, a few programs. American, um, probably six or seven years ago, had some some international guys that were did quite well for them, but. I would say, you know, 99% of the college wrestlers are, are from the United States, and, um, you know, that's pretty much where we do all our recruiting. So the other thing is thinking about uh, his staff actually getting out there and wrestling with the wrestlers. Can you think of any other sport where that happens? Well, you know, nobody comes to Virginia Tech to play football because they're going to get to go out there and go up against Bud Foster and Justin Fuente, you know. Um, so that, that's pretty neat. Uh, you know, maybe tennis or something like that. I can't imagine so. No, it was definitely really, really neat. And, again, I was just thinking to myself, wow, as a 19-year-old, could you imagine going up against an Olympian in practice? I'm sure that's something uh, so neat and something so unique, as you talked about with your coaching staff. So, Well, well, that's the draw. That's that's a lot of that, – that has to do with the regional training center, and, and that's that's why it's, kids go where they – that's part of why, why they go where they go is who they're going to be able to wrestle against. A- absolutely, and that's why, you know, the development of the Southeast Regional Training Center and the, and the continued progress of that uh, organization is vital um, to, the, to, to how it relates to, to our program. But there's no question that when you're recruiting the best kids in the country, um, they, 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 it's pretty much understood in our sport that your workout partners are important. And the, and the people that are going to be getting on the mat with you on a daily basis and, and working with you, um, whether it's you know doing technical work, we call it drilling or sparring, or live wrestling, you know, you've got to have that level of competition to get to where you want to be, and you want to have people that have done it before. So, you know, Frank Molinaro was a four-time NCAA All-American. He was a three-time New Jersey State High School champ, which is a you know really good accomplishment for in a state that's one of the top wrestling states in the country. Was was an NCAA champion, made an Olympic team, was on several national championship teams while at Penn State, both as an athlete and as a coach. So, uh, yeah. I mean, they, I, I think that weighs heavily into the decisions of, uh, you know, 18, 17, 18-year-old recruits when they're making their decision on where they want to go to school. And it's, it's really bode well for us, um, you know, through the recruiting process. Coach, I want to go back to last year and remind our listeners of all the successes that your program had last year. Of course, another ACC tournament championship. That was a big moment. Multiple wrestlers competing at the NCAA tournament. And, of course, Jared being an NCAA finalist at 197. Uh, when you reflect on last year in your first season as the head coach, what comes to mind when you go back to 17-18? Um, I, I guess as far as just the highlight is concerned, I think the ACC championships was a pretty fun day for me personally and for our for our program. I don't think we were the favorite going into that event. NC State had a pretty good team, and, and the, you know they had a great NCAA tournament. But um, we wrestled really, really well. We wrestled about as well as we possibly could have. I, I felt like going into the event, we felt confident and we felt prepared, and, and we had wrestled them two weeks earlier and. Felt like we kind of let that dual meet, uh, I don't want to say slip away. I mean, you know, we wrestled well in that dual meet, but easily could have won that dual meet. So, you know, going in the ACC tournament, I I just felt like we were peaking and kind of hitting our stride at the right time. And we had a lot of confidence. So uh, for me as a coach, it it was very uh, fulfilling and, and, uh, you know, just 
gave you confidence in, in the way you did things last year. So that was a big deal. Obviously, Jared Hott getting to the NCAA Finals was fantastic. Um, you know, it was it was a tough match, to be quite honest with you, losing in the fashion that he did and, and being so close to being our first national champion at Virginia Tech was, was heartbreaking at the same time. So, and, I, and, and for, for me as a coach and somebody who has a very strong personal relationship with Jared and uh, just to see what he put into his career and the work that he put in and the progress that he made and the kind of human being that he is. So, you know, he would have been the perfect guy to be, be the, the first NCAA champion at Virginia Tech and, uh, you know, and was very, very close. So that was a tough moment. But overall, I, I think when I look back at last year and the uncertainty that we had going into the season and we knew we were going to be starting uh, a lot of new guys. We had five freshmen in our lineup last year. And so, you know, we didn't know a lot about how they would compete. And I felt like the progress throughout the course of the season uh, – was uh, was significant. Our, our guys continued to improve and improve and improve and uh, wrestled really well um, at the ACC championships. And, uh, you know, I think we've been on that upward trend this entire offseason and going into this season. So, you know, we're certainly excited. Well, I know you lose Jared, but you also bring back so many key pieces from last year. So leading into my next question, how has the offseason been having a group of guys that come back and bring back so much experience from a successful 2017-18 year? I, I think this year, we, it, the summer training and, uh, you know, just having our guys on campus and what we've done this fall was was good. And, and I think part of the reason was is that our coaching staff has been together now. We had a full season last year. And we're in year two, so um, I, I, I think that we kind of uh, understand each other a lot better, and we've got systems in place, and uh, you know we understand who's strong where and, and uh, what areas that, that we need to attack individually as coaches. So I think that's helped our preparation heading into this season. But uh, really like where our team's at in terms of maturity and work ethic and commitment. Um, you know, we've got this year, we, you know, we we're fortunate. We got three guys to transfer in. Two of them are graduate students, you know, so they're in their fifth year. Uh, another is a, is a fourth-year athlete. So they've brought a lot of uh, leadership into the program, kind of have, have fit in nicely and, and really gelled with the rest of the team. So uh, that's been a that's been a big help too. And then, you know, a guy like Makai Lewis is no longer a true freshman. He's, you know, he's pretty well established and, and uh, his, his success that he's had uh, is a byproduct of his work ethic. And I think the rest of the guys on the team have seen that and seen how hard he's worked and, and what he's done to get to where he is and, and to accomplish the things he's accomplishing. More than anything, the improvements that he's made and, and the commitment that he's put into his craft and uh, just working on getting better, is that, that kind of stuff is contagious, especially when you start seeing results. Well, that leads me into my next point, and, and I think with talking about Makai, and of course we had a story on it in Tech Sideline, I think this is one of the biggest storylines in Virginia Tech athletics this year. I mean, what he was able uh, to accomplish this year, of course, Makai winning a gold medal at the Junior World Championships in Slovakia in the uh, later part of September. But when I came in and talked to you, one of the main things that um, you know stood out to me was just how you know, Virginia Tech wrestling at that moment was on an international stage to be able to do that. What a major accomplishment, not only for Makai, but Virginia Tech wrestling as a whole. Yeah, I think it, it, it opened a lot of eyes for sure for, uh, 
for people in the wrestling world and hopefully just Virginia Tech Hokie wrestling fans. It, you know, th- th- that kind of success at the international level is something that we have not experienced uh, with our program up until this point. So, you know, to, to send Makai over to that event um, and for him to win a, win a world title, is, is the, it is a big deal, and I'm not sure. A lot of people really understand how big of a deal that was. He was the only guy on the team to win a gold medal. Um, he's the only wrestler in, in Virginia Tech wrestling history to win a junior world championship. Um, I, I believe the only wrestler ever to win a medal at the, at the junior world championship. So um, I think that combined with, with David McFadden, who's going to – head over to Romania to compete at the U23 World Championships here in, in just over a month. Um, you know, bodes well for our program, especially within the wrestling world and in the recruiting world. Um, th- those are all things that high-caliber recruits want to see and they want to accomplish in their own careers. So a question about Makai, um, and, and, I, and I have to ask this delicately. Um, what he did, is that who he is as a wrestler? Did he just happen to have an outstanding tournament? And that's his potential, or you know, have, it, it, I don't know how clear that question is. How um, you... We weren't surprised. Okay. Uh, I can tell you that. That's much. a good way to answer it. We weren't surprised. I, he, you know, it's been well documented. It's only his third freestyle wrestling tournament that he's ever competed again. And for those people that don't know much about wrestling, the rules are slightly different for for freestyle or international uh, Olympic style wrestling than they are for folk style. And, and there's definitely a difference. I mean, there's definitely a learning curve, especially when you get to that high of a level. Um, but Makai Lewis and I've said this before. Uh, we, I knew the day, at least I, you know, Coach Frey and Coach Molnero weren't involved in the recruiting process. He was locked and loaded at Virginia Tech uh, prior to that. But I, I kind of knew how special Makai was in terms of his athletic ability uh, even before he came to Virginia Tech just through the recruiting process. And he had come to a couple of our camps prior, prior to committing to Virginia Tech. So, you, you know, we knew. But I think the thing that's really uh, – sets Makai apart and, and what makes him special is is how important wrestling is to him, the level of pride and commitment he has and, and just the toughness and all the intangible qualities that are required to, to, to be a winner in, in wrestling or in whatever it is that you do. Makai possesses all of those things. So um, you know, I this isn't the this isn't gonna be a situation where you're asking where Makai went in two years. I mean this this kid's gonna do special things for us at Virginia Tech. And I think another really impressive thing is that that was his first time competing on an international stage. I mean, that just has to be so, you know, there's such a daunting task almost to go do that. And I think you said it, but I do want to reemphasize, he was the only United States uh, wrestler to win a gold medal at that event, just to put that into perspective. Yeah, he... uh... I give a lot of credit to our, to my assistant coaches for getting him prepared just to compete over there. Um, Coach Freyer and Coach Molnero, Coach Freyer went over with him. So he did a really good job of just keeping Makai in the moment, not letting uh, the event get to him. Uh, and, and just making sure, you know, he just kind of stayed where his feet were and stayed in the present moment and didn't make more out of it than it really is. I mean, at the end of the day, it's only a wrestling match. So, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen? So they, I think he he uh, has a certain calmness and even, keel, even keeledness about him that uh, allows him to, to compete at his best on, on really big stages. 
So there were so many great events um, at the Notre Dame game a couple of weeks ago. Of course, you had Coach Beamer's monument, and you had the, the big game on a Saturday night. But one of my favorite moments when I look back on was when you guys were recognized um, on the field during one of the timeouts, and you had the ACC championship trophy, and then there's Mackay, and everyone sitting around me was a standing ovation. I don't know what it was like on the field experiencing that, but Hokie Nation, I think that was just a really cool moment for them to recognize you guys on such a big stage and you know, just a job well done. Yeah, it's pretty cool um, to, to go out there on the field and get a little different perspective of, of the football game. You know, We're in the stands watching it most of the time, but to be out there on the field, and, we, and we've had that opportunity before, uh, being recognized for ACC championships, but uh, for Makai individually and for him to have have his belt out there and, and to get the ovation that he did uh, w- was pretty neat, and it's I think it's an indication of how far wrestling has come at Virginia Tech and, and kind of uh, – you know the following that we've been able to create with the success that we've had over the course of the last decade and uh, kind of the direction where it's going. So clearly when you experience that sort of response from the Virginia Tech football fan base, places full, I, I think it's clear that Virginia Tech fans know that something's going on with the wrestling program, that it's accomplished. So I would like to take the opportunity to encourage people who are Virginia Tech fans, football fans, basketball fans, maybe baseball fans, softball fans, come to Castle this coming season and see the team wrestle. Now, you may be sitting there saying, well, I don't really know anything about wrestling. Well, neither do I. But uh, I actually sat there, and I'm embarrassed to say running Tech Sideline and having a wrestling board and running articles, I've never been to a wrestling match. But I did watch the dual meet with um, NC State on ACC Extra. Even if you don't know anything about wrestling, it's easy to follow. You know, particularly a dual meet. You know, it's just it's just one weight class after another, and the points tally up, and you know, you get a feel for what's going on, and it is exciting. If I remember correctly, that meet came down to the heavyweight match at the end, which went into extra time, or whatever the term is. I mean, I was on the edge of my seat down there in my basement watching that, going, you know, wow, that's good stuff. So, how many people? What do you average in Castle? Last year, I think we averaged about 2,000 fans per match. Um, we do one match at the Moss Art Center and only seats 1,000 people, so that actually hurts our overall number. But, um, you know, we, we've been in the top 10 for attendance for the last several years. And um, it was, you know, really Coach Dresser did a great job of marketing our program and, and, and put an emphasis on making sure that uh, we built our fan base. And so, so you know, that's something that I've tried to continue. And, and, I, and I agree with you. I think if – if you're not a wrestling fan, if you just come and watch, even if you know very little about it, it's a pretty exciting sport to watch. And I think the men, the more that you learn about it, um, you know, you get really excited about wrestling. And uh, the one thing I know about Virginia Tech fans is when you win, they'll come out and, and they'll definitely support you. So uh, it, it is important for us in the continued success of our program. And really, if we want to get to an elite, elite level, with our program, um, putting people in the stands is a big deal. And, you know, you go to some other schools that are, you know, in the Big Ten and top four or five in the country, uh, it's routine for them to get five to eight to 10,000 people at dual, dual meets. So for us, it, it's something that we place a, a big emphasis on is, is, is welcoming people and, and marketing the program. But uh, for us to take the next, next step, I, I think it's important that we get as many people involved and 
you know, getting getting the Hokie Nation out there, coming to matches and supporting our program is it's important. There's no question about it. So as long as you've been here, um, what's the largest crowd you've ever seen in Castle? We had we had over five thousand against Penn State a few years ago. So that's the biggest one. Last year we had our biggest crowd. Last year we wrestled UNC, and I think we had thirty five hundred, um, which is you know that's a good sized crowd, and we definitely. Uh, within the ACC, um, you know, I think over over the last several years, we've we've had the the best attendance. And you know, if you've been to basketball games in Castle Coliseum, I've always said Castle seats used to seat ten thousand people, still close to ten thousand. I've always said that the noise level gets significant around four or five thousand people. So, um, if if you can get four or five thousand to turn out regularly, you know, and and this is. To me, this is not uh, um, shouldn't be difficult to do, you know. So we'll, we'll so we'll attempt on Tech Sideline this year to encourage more people to actually come out. I've I've heard, and this is going to sound funny. I've heard it's like NASCAR. If you go, you're hooked, and you want to go again, you know. And even if you don't know anything about the sport, go give it a shot. And I'll definitely come out and see you guys this year. And looking forward to it. Yeah, and I think one thing too, I appreciate that. And one thing that we try to do is I think we wrestle an exciting brand of wrestling, too. Um, we, we want guys to go out and score a lot of points and create a lot of action. So you don't sit there and stall a lot and that sort of thing? Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I think that helps, too, is, is when it, when you go out there and you make it exciting, you make it fun, and guys are scoring points and uh, there's a lot of action, it makes it a, a heck of a lot more fan-friendly from from, uh, from the fan standpoint. But I can tell you this is, you know, we one thing that we've done, too that we've we've built our following in terms of going to the ACC tournament and going to the NCAA tournament you know we've had as many as 500 fans travel with us to the NCAA tournament and if you really want to become a wrestling fan um, or you really want to get hooked on wrestling either come to the ACC championships which we're fortunate enough to host this year on March 9th which is a Saturday or go to the NCAA championships if you really want to dive in because the NCAA wrestling championships you can ask anybody who's ever attended that event whether they're a diehard wrestling fan or not it's one of the best sporting events uh, there is to offer how many how many mats they have going at once is it eight eight mats going at once last year was in cleveland and it was sold out um where they call it the queue where the uh where the calves play the quick and loans arena i think is the it, it was like, sold out like every every session um and, i mean there wasn't an empty seat there was eighteen thousand people there on thursday afternoon at, at noon so, so that so that's a multi-day event the acc tournament is that a single day event it's a, it's a single day event wow correct. how many how many matches does a wrestler have to win to win his weight class at the ncaa's yeah, oh, at the acc at the acc's it depends um usually two or three is it for the acc that's, that's still a lot that's a lot to do in a day. Yeah, and the NCAA championships is really grueling. That's uh, that event is you're, you to to win. You're going to have to win at least five matches, typically five matches to to win that event. And what happens a lot of times is you know to be an all American or to wrestle through the wrestlebacks. Sometimes you wrestle considerably more matches. The um, wrestleback is basically the, the what they call in other tournaments a losers bracket, right? Yes, loser but consolations bracket, losers bracket. And yeah, you wind up competing if you have to work your way through that. You're competing a lot more than if you're you know yeah, winning going yeah. through the winners. Stay bracket. on the winner side. That's the, <laughs> that's, that's the easy route. Yeah. Last thing I will say too. One thing that I've learned about wrestling fans when you go, wrestling fans they are so into it. I think compared to other sports, I mean they are passionate. They are loud. I love wrestling fans. I think that they're some of the best fans and, and people to cheer for out of any sport I can think of. 
Yeah, I agree. In in Castle, even when we put you know twenty five twenty five hundred three thousand people in there, it gets really loud for for a lot of our matches. So, um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, I think wrestling fans. I compare it to hockey a little bit. I mean, the, the people that like wrestling love wrestling, and they're fanatical about it. And, yeah. uh, you know, we've got a very, very strong core group of people that follow our program, follow our team, travel to a lot of our away uh, events. Last year at the ACC Championships in Chapel Hill, which is, you know, obviously neighbors with, with Duke and NC State down there as well, we had far and away the, the, the largest contingent of fans down there and the loudest contingent Including of Including NC State? Yes. Wow, because they have an excellent program. They do, yeah, and they have a good following too. But I, I you know, it was pretty clear to me that uh, you know the Hokie Nation showed up for that. Well, Hokie Nation, they'll be showing up to watch this year's team in action because, like you said, so many exciting um, wrestlers to watch this year for Virginia Tech. Hey, one more pitch: there are no TV timeouts in wrestling. So that is true. Yes, <laughs> the action moves along a lot faster. Um, you look at guys coming back, and, and Zach Zavatsky's and the and the uh, the David McFadden's, and of course we talked about the transfers. But I really want to key in on ZZ and and David. Of course, he had a, both had great regular seasons, and watching and again the one match that went to to me it looks like Zach has really turned into a real leader um, for your program this year. I'm really excited to watch what he's able to do, kind of being the uh, the, the 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 true leader, the upperclassman on the team. Yeah, I agree. Zach has. I think to, you know, and he's not a he's not a super outgoing, in your face kind of guy, but he's definitely taken on a, a good leadership role and has developed uh, you know into a guy that we can count on in terms of steering the ship a little bit for, for us as coaches um, and, and helping us make sure we got everything going in the right direction. Zach is you know he's. Uh, he, really committed to the sport of wrestling. I mean, he knows he's got one more year left to accomplish his goal of winning an NCAA title. He's come a long, long ways in the last four, four years, and uh, I know he's excited about the opportunity that he has this year, and he's grateful for uh, being able to be at Virginia Tech and, and put on a hokey wrestling singlet and uh, just to, to be here and go to school here and live in Blacksburg. He doesn't take any of that for granted, so I think that uh, you know he's a guy that represents the hokey he's well and he's definitely somebody that, that, that we count on as coaches to help us steer the ship and then David McFadden's got a big year coming up you talk about what he's getting ready to compete in a month from now but also coming off of the terrific regular season that he had last year he's another one of those guys on a national level who is going to have another great year yeah and, and the plan is for David to move up to 174 pounds but uh I, David McFadden, on his best day, can wrestle with anybody in the country. I, I really think that he's that good. Um, I'm excited, you know, for the the next two years of his career because I, I he's he's there's on the short list of guys that can win a national title. Um, he he's definitely on that list, and there's no question he's got some good guys in his weight class. But his, you know, his work ethic is fantastic. And um, just he's an all-around good wrestler. He's, he can wrestle in every position. He's got a great feel for the sport. Um, he's got great length and strength. And technically, he's probably as good as anybody that we've ever had in our program. Three names, three names to keep an eye on, Hokie Nation. Three big-time transfers uh, coming into the program this offseason. You've got Tom Slay coming in from Bucknell, and then uh, Billy Miller at the heavyweight spot, Corbin Myers at 133, both coming in from Edinburgh. And those are three guys who are going to be able to come in and really help um, from day one. 
Absolutely. Um, you know, you're, wrestling is – you're seeing more and more guys transfer, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It was a good thing for us this year, for sure. But, yeah, we're excited about those guys. Corbin, Corbin Myers uh, has been very, very impressive. And, you know, it worked out well for us because that was, that was somewhat of a weight class that was – there was a question mark. Dennis Gustafson was graduating. Uh, after a, a very solid career at Virginia Tech. In fact, Corbin and Dennis had wrestled a couple times last year, and Corbin had beaten Dennis, who was an ACC champion. So, um, you know, to be able to pick Corbin up and move into that 133-pound weight class was a huge pickup for us, and, and I'm excited about Corbin. I, I, he's uh, even better than I anticipated athletically, wrestling-wise. He's He's been an impressive guy in our wrestling room, and when we do matches on Friday, uh, he just is, uh, you know, I, th I think he's the whole package. And then Tom Slay and Billy Miller both are guys that are proven winners at the at the Division One level. They're both three-time NCAA qualifiers. They've both won matches at the NCAA tournament. Um, they're both guys that are, are kind of right there in that area where if they have a good tournament, they can absolutely be on high on the stand at the NCAA tournament. So, uh, and more than anything, those guys all have great work ethic. Uh, they come from programs, especially at Edinburgh, where uh, they work tremendously hard and uh, they have an understanding of, you know, what it takes to be successful. So uh, they hit the ground running here, fitting great with the team. And, and like you said, I mean, they're going to add a lot to our lineup this year. So have you get the three of them, and all three, by the way, are ranked in the Flow Wrestling uh, preseason rankings. And then you combine that with such a great recruiting class that you have coming in right now, the freshmen. It just seems like it's a, it's a good combo right now of experience and then a lot of talent uh, coming in this year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we were fortunate, you know, because we were so young last year, and then we graduated two guys. So to be able to get three upperclassmen to transfer in, um, you know, it adds leadership. It adds hopefully wins, and uh, you know, in, in the win column for us. But yeah, I'm excited about the team overall. I think when you look at uh, what we have, and, and we do have some young guys in there. We're gonna have a young guy at 141. Um, you know, we're going to have some other youth. One, you know, obviously, Makai Lewis is going to be a freshman for us at 165. At 157, we're going to be young again this year. So uh, we need our young guys to continue to develop and improve and step up. But I think when you have good leadership, all that stuff kind of hopefully takes care of itself. Taking a look at the schedule, and we'll, we'll get to a, a bunch of the big uh, – duels that you guys have at home at Castle, but the non-conference slate, a lot of really, really um, intriguing and interesting matchups you guys have, especially to start off the year with Missouri, uh, a team that's in the top 10, uh, a team that went undefeated in the regular season last year. Northwestern won over 10 matches a year ago, so there's no doubt you guys are going to be battle-tested right, uh, right off the bat. Yeah, we're going to get challenged, and uh, that's that's our second weekend of competition of the, of the year. So, and we're going to be without David McFadden, who's wrestling at the U23 World Championships that weekend. So that's a significant loss not to have David in there. So we're going to have to have some guys step up. And um, you know, as a coach, for me, I'm excited because I think we're going to learn a lot about our team that weekend, and we're going to learn about uh, you know which guys can step up for us and perform. So uh, that's a big weekend. Missouri always has a fantastic team they've got a great coaching staff out there that does a tremendous job so you know they've beaten us two years in a row this is the third time we've wrestled them so that's definitely a, a huge huge dual meet for us and, and northwestern as well anytime you can go in and get a big 10 team on your schedule which isn't always easy to do uh, we got to take advantage of that opportunity but i think if you look even beyond that you know we go to lehigh again this year 
uh, who, if anybody, you know, for the people that know a lot about wrestling, Lehigh is a perennial uh, national power in the sport of wrestling. So uh, we're back up at their place, and, and they wrestle in a place called the Snake Pit. It's, it's, uh, it's closed in tight, and it's small, and there's a lot of fans in there, and they're loud, so it's not an easy place to wrestle. And then we have Cornell out of conference at home as well, and Cornell is – uh, we'll have our work cut out for us against Cornell too. I mean, they're they're uh, they've established themselves pretty much as a top five program year in and year out at the NCAA tournament, and uh, they're not slowing down. They've recruited at a really high level. Coach Cole does a unbelievable job with the with the program up there. So um, you know, we've got some schools on on our schedule that people may not recognize necessarily, but they're really really good wrestling schools. And that was one the Cornell uh, matchup. That was one I want to tell Hokie Nation definitely have circled on your calendar. It's at at home, uh, they're bringing in the defending national champion Yanni. You might have to help me with this. Diko Mahalis. Diaka Mahalis. Diaka Mahalis at 141. He was a freshman. He went 37 and one last year. Coming into Castle, that is going to be, uh, I feel like, just such a fun matchup. I can't wait to watch that personally. Yeah, it's great. I think anytime we can get get somebody in here um, that that's won a national title or is at that level, that's pretty exciting stuff to watch. Whether he's wearing a Hokie singlet or not, so um, it's it, it's definitely a big draw. And, they, and really, if you look up and down their lineup, uh, they've got they've got a, a bunch of studs everywhere. And then taking a look at the ACC slate, we talk about the Moss Art Center. That's one that will likely sell out so get your uh, tickets soon UVA coming in and uh, you know again that's such a great environment to wrestle in but to be able to have the Commonwealth clash in in the Moss Art Center I'm sure that's one that the guys are going to be pumped up for yeah anytime we get an opportunity to go wrestle at the Moss Art Center and we typically do it once a year it's an exciting exciting venue and exciting event for our guys Uh, they'll, they'll definitely be fired up and I think our fans will as well it's it's a question I get often when I, you know, get out and talk to wrestling fans is who are you wrestling at Moss next year and when is it and how, you know, when are tickets going to go on sale? So uh, it, it's an event that will likely sell out relatively quick. So I encourage people once we do start the ticket sales for that to, to get online and get your tickets because if you've never been there, um, it's just a really unique venue, especially for a wrestling match. Well, I think that's the one we need to get you and uh, you and Chris out to the uh, the UVA at the Moss. I think we, we we should make that happen. All right, I need to get I need to get the email when the uh, tickets go on sale. I need to jump on that. Well, uh, how did that start? The whole Moss Art Center and wrestling there. How did that first come about? It's well, we've been doing it for gosh, I, five or six years. I would say at least now, and I think I think. Um, B.J. Johnson, who was our uh, SID, our sports information uh, director at the time for wrestling, his wife worked at the Moss Art Center, and uh, I think in one of their brainstorming sessions, they, they were talking about different events that they could host over there, and wrestling came up, and then um, you know they approached Coach Dresser about that, and uh, he was obviously very excited about the idea and, and ran with it, and it's been, a, it's been a huge, huge success. We try to add a different kind of wrinkle to the presentation uh, of the events every year and, and give the fans something a little bit different and, and some new things. So, uh, yeah, it's it's really unique. If you've never been to the Moss Art Center, it's just an incredible venue. Yeah, it really is. There's a lot going on at the Moss Art Center. So let's, uh, let's take a little look at the ACC. Uh, six schools wrestle in conference, correct? Correct. Is it, uh, and, and I don't know if you'll, uh, if you'll be completely honest about this, it, has it turned into the Virginia Tech and NC State show? I mean, who's good in the conference? Uh, is that accurate to say that those are the two best wrestling programs in the conference at this point? I think based on the results of the, the uh, last few years, I would say yes. I mean, and, and 
you know, I, I think up until last year we've been, you know, ahead of NC State. They had a really good N NCAA tournament and finished fourth, and they've got a – their program is heading in the right direction for did, sure. Did they have a lot of older wrestlers last year? Um, yeah, I think they did, but they've recruited really yeah. well. I mean, they're going to be really good again So they're not year. going away. Yeah, they're not going away. And, and, and quite frankly, I think – the ACC, the trajectory of the ACC wrestling-wise is it's it's just going to get better and better and better. They've got uh, Pitt hired a new coaching staff. Uh, last year was their first year, and they didn't you know they struggled a little bit, but um, they've got great coaches in there and great leadership in there, and they're going to continue to get better. North Carolina has gotten significantly better in the last couple of years, and they're going to continue to improve. So uh, you know that, and and really Duke is probably. In my opinion, they do a, a lot with a little down there in terms of you know the resources that they have available to them from a wrestling standpoint. Their coaching staff does a really good job. So the ACC is on the rise, and it's been on the rise for a long time. But I think we're getting ready to get to go to a completely different level, um, you know. And, and I, the Big Ten is definitely you know the best conference in the sport of, sport of wrestling: Penn State, Ohio State, Iowa, uh, Michigan. So they've got a lot of great programs in there. But I, I think from top to bottom, the ACC is, you know, we're, we're in the conversation for the second best conference for sure. So combine all of that excitement with the ACC into March 9th, ACC tournament in Blacksburg at Castle Coliseum. That is going to be such an exciting day. You're going to have fans coming from all across the ACC coming into Blacksburg. It's an all-day event. Uh, start at like 8 or 9 in the morning and go till late afternoon. I think the first round starts at 11 o'clock um, the, with, with the first round, and then the semifinals, I believe, are at 1 o'clock, if I'm remembering correctly, and the finals are that evening. So, yeah, I mean, if, if you're a diehard wrestling fan, you want to be there all day, and even if you're a casual wrestling fan, I, I would strongly encourage you to get out for the semifinals and the finals of that event. Our goal is to, you know, have the biggest wrestling crowd ever at the ACC Championships. I don't know what that number is, but uh, it's important for our program. It's important for our conference. It's important for, for wrestling in, in this part of the country to, to pack Castle on uh, Saturday, March 9th. And we have an opportunity to win an ACC championship. We're going to have two, hopefully two of them this year at home. If things go right during the regular season, we wrestle NC State that last weekend of the season and potentially could be for the regular season ACC uh, title. And then hopefully, uh, you know, again, we'll be right in the thick of it for the, uh, for the tournament championship on March 9th. Now, this isn't the first time the ACC championship has been in Blacksburg, right? It's happened before. Second time since I've been at Virginia Tech yeah. that it's been here. And, and, and we did win it the last time it was here. Do you remember what year that was? I do not off the top of my head. I was probably like 13, 14. Okay. And how was attendance that year? It was okay. And it, it, it was, it was uh, probably more well attended than other locations at that particular time. Mm -hmm. But I think that the conference has come a long ways. In well, and I think Virginia Tech Wrestling has come a long way since then. They, they were well on the path then, yeah. but they've continued to stay in front of fans and continue to win. So Yeah, we were kind of knocking on the door at that particular time. And right. uh, it was the year, I don't know if you guys remember, but Devin Carter tore his hamstring yeah, in December yeah. and uh, ended up having surgery and, and somehow miraculously came back and wrestled at the ACC championships when he was, I mean, he was supposed to be in a wheelchair for six months. And uh, it was pretty incredible. But he, he came in and we weren't favored uh, to, to win that event. I mean, they were not even close, really. And uh, I think, you know, we, we, 
wrestled uh, way above ourselves, and part of the reason was just the momentum and excitement that we had with Devin coming back. He won the ACCs, was an eventual NCAA runner-up there, uh, or, at, or took second at the NCAAs that year, which was pretty incredible. I remember you and I talked about that one time. You said that's one of the most impressive individual performances you've ever seen, given that he was coming off the injury. Yeah, I mean, it, there's no doubt in my mind. I mean, in, in my 20 years coaching wrestling, um, that's the most impressive thing that I've seen an athlete do, you know. But if you know Devin, it, it wouldn't surprise you. He's just that kind of guy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as far as this year is concerned at the ACC championships, like I said, I mean, it's, it's really, really important that we get as many Hokie fans in there cheering for us uh, as possible. And try and set the new ACC record for attendance. Yeah, and it's going to be an awesome event. I mean, it really is. It, it, there's a, there's the individual aspects of all the matches, and then there's the team score, and um, the fans start going crazy when something good happens for their team. So it is really a fun event to, 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 to be a part of, and uh, I'd, hopefully we get a lot of new fans in there this year, and they kind of catch wrestling fever. We've got the Hokie Open coming up in the first weekend of November, and then the first home duel will be uh, the first weekend in December against Princeton. So Hokie Nation, start getting on your calendar. Get ready to come on out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, We open up in in, uh, in Roanoke at the Berglund Center on, on November 4th with the Hokie Open, and we've got some new teams in there this year. West Virginia's coming. Indiana's coming. We'll have a lot of the same teams that have attended in the past. So, um, you know, it's, it's some pretty good competition to start the year off. And then we've got our home opener, like you said, December 7th. And for those diehard Hokie wrestling fans, they'll probably remember a guy named Sean Gray who was – uh, Virginia Tech's first two-time All-American is an assistant coach, or actually I think he's the associate head coach at Princeton right now. So, Fantastic. All right, so I do have to close um, this part of the podcast with a question from the Peter Long. It was okay. submitted earlier in the day. Of course, the great SID, the best in the business here of the wrestling program. He has a question for you, and he wants to know, are you going to be watching the World Championships in Budapest this weekend, and how will the U.S. do? I will be watching, and I think the U.S. is going to win. I think we've got as good a team at that level as we've had in a long, long time. So I expect a lot of gold medals coming back to the, to, to the U.S. Uh, from this weekend. And uh, it's it's going to be a great event for a wrestling fan to watch just because the level of wrestling is, is so high. So uh, anybody who's you know loves the sport of wrestling will be tuned in and watching this weekend. You heard it first right here from Coach Roby. Well, that's going to do it for this portion of the Tech Sideline Podcast. But, Coach, we're pumped up. TSL, we're ready for some wrestling, and uh, we'll be following you guys the whole way. We're ready for the season to start. I appreciate you guys having me on. This was a lot of fun, and hope to do it again. Thanks. Thanks.